Welcome to Morning Meditation with Reverend Tashi Campbell. In this morning's meditation, we reflect on the man who was born blind, who Jesus healed. In John chapter 9, that's where we find this account of Jesus healing a man born blind. Let's see what the word says. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home saying, His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? They asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes he told me to go to siloam and wash so i went and washed and then i could see where is this man they asked i don't know he said well after this as we know the pharisees went to do some investigation of this healing verse 13 they brought to the pharisees the man who had been blind Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He's a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight 
until they send for the man's parents. Is your son, they asked, is this your son, they asked, is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that he now see, he can now see? Well, we know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He's of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was born blind, but now I can see. Let me see. Let me repeat that one. They said to him, this is what the man's reply was. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Verse 26. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? <laughs> then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now, that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this, they replied, You, are, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of God, in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees were with him. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. This is the word of the Lord.
we honor it by saying, thanks be to God. As we continue our reflection, our meditation on John chapter 9 with this man who was born blind, I want to point out a few things for our consideration, for our meditation, for our reflection as the Lord ministers to our hearts. Not all suffering is a direct result of personal sin. And we see that quite clearly from very early in that chapter. Because the disciples, that was a common belief, a general belief. And even today, there are some persons who believe that if you are afflicted in, 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 with some kind of disease or, or infirmity that is drastic, so to speak, not like a common cold or maybe even the flu, but, you know, maybe cancer or something else, persons would want to think, oh, it might be sin. Or even if they don't think so, they are thinking, how could you be a Christian and have this kind of thing? There are so many things, myths that surround these kinds of things. But to be specific and true to this particular passage of scripture and the account of this man, he was born blind and the disciples said, who sinned? Why this man? Was it him or was it his parents? Who sinned? Why, why he was born blind? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. No one, this, this is not a matter of sin. This is so that the works of God can be displayed. This is so that God can get the glory. This is, this is an opportunity for God to do something to demonstrate his miraculous power. So the purpose of the man's blindness, and this was physical blindness now, the purpose of his blindness was for God's miraculous power to be put on display. And as we can see here, the blind man who was now healed, so he's no longer blind, so I'm going to refer to him as the healed man. The healed man was very grateful. Not only was he grateful, he was quick-witted. I mean, I love the way he engaged the Pharisees in the synagogue and persons who were asking him. He was very quick-witted. <laughs> I mean, this man was so good with words. And not only that, he was cynical towards the religious leaders who wouldn't face the facts. Very cynical. But isn't this true today? That there are some from the pulpit to the pew who questions God, who question God's work in the life of, of individuals due to their own religiosity? Well, do not be named among those. So as we continue to in this in this account of the man born blind and he is now healed you know I want us to understand that for some of the Pharisees Jesus had tran transgressed their oral law firstly he healed a man on the sabbath whose life was not in danger secondly he needed by making needed k n e k n e a d e d he needed by making mud from spittle. And then possibly, thirdly, possibly, 
he anointed the man's eyes. So because of this, the focus turned to how Jesus healed the man. So they could not deny the fact that the man was blind and now he's seeing. So they were asking, how did you say it happened again? How did you do it? Because they wanted to find some way to accuse Jesus Christ. And in their mind, he was already guilty. But this man was having none of it. He was having none of it. They sent for his parents. The parents said, you know what? Out of fear. They said, you know what? This, he is of age. Let him speak for himself. The Pharisees at one point wanted the healed man to confess, to proclaim, to utter from his lips that Jesus was a sinner and he was having none of it. This man said, whether he is a sinner or he is not a sinner, I don't know. All I know is this. I was blind. Now I can see. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was blind. Now I can see see as we meditate this morning i want to challenge you to see your affliction as an opportunity for god to demonstrate his miraculous power in your life after all if there is no affliction if there is no challenge if there is no hard time then what would be the opportunity for God to demonstrate his power in your situation? Hmm? Well, as we continue to reflect on John chapter, John chapter 9, we see where Jesus now moved from the physical blindness because he went and sought out the man after he was thrown out of the synagogue and he had a conversation with him. He had a conversation with him. And he told him that he was the Messiah. And the man said, you know, I believe. And he worshipped God. He worshipped God. But then Jesus made a statement in verse 41. Well, let me go from verse... Verse... Let me see... Let me go from verse 35. When Jesus, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked, Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see. And those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What, are we blind too? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Jesus has come into the world so that the blind will see. The spiritually blind. So right away we see where there was a movement from this physical blindness of this man who was now healed and Jesus was explaining his purpose. And I want us to understand that we are born into the world with spiritual blindness and this blindness is removed when we meet Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior of our lives and begin to live in obedience to him. So, Jesus' purpose... <laughs> 
the blind will see. Those who are in spiritual darkness and realize it will receive the light of his of, of revelation. Will receive the light of revelation. And in spiritual darkness, but crying out for illumination, sin, particularly unbelief, or rejecting the Son, which is Jesus Christ, these are persons who will remain blind if you reject Jesus Christ. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. What will you give God the opportunity to work in your life for as you meditate? What does this passage mean to you? How is the Lord speaking with you? Let us pray. Father, we come to you in no other name but the name of Jesus. And we thank you, O God, that our afflictions are an opportunity for you, for your power and your, your miraculous power to be demonstrated. Lord, our prayer is that by your Holy Spirit, you will illuminate us. You'll remove the scales from our eyes. You will remove the spiritual blindness in any area of our lives and that you'll open our eyes to see to see not only in the natural but also in the spiritual lord lead us as we open our hearts and our minds to you as we receive you lord jesus to be our guide to be our guard to be our lord in jesus name we pray can you say amen amen god bless you I will not